Hello again, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, a weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. With me, our experienced gamers still can't figure it out, Keith. Hello. And of course, my wonderful wife and resident noob, Liz. Hey, guys. I'm sorry I couldn't think of anything creative to introduce <laughs> everyone with. So It was a hard one this week. I doubt people are really clamoring anyway to hear my intros. They'll probably mm-hmm. skip ahead of this anyway. They're sick of hearing it. Oh, I think they're great. But anywho, we are going over Dead Cells, which is Keith's pick. So this game is a roguelike 2D action platformer. So this game is brought to you by Motion Twin Studios, which is a small studio which apparently has only made a couple of handful of cell phone games, but they really wanted to make something more challenging and a little more niche. So they ended up designing this game. They really wanted it to be something really hard, but really rewarding and just really quick and easy. And I think they did a fantastic job with this game because it you can really kind of see that this is kind of a passion project for them, like playing this game. But going around, Keith, why don't you start us off? Was this a game or a pass for you? Absolutely a game, hands down. I'll give it a game. <laughs> I was surprised you kind of were like, you seem like you're on the fence. I Towards the end, I got a little bit of burnout. I'm not uh, going to lie. So yeah, this is a game for me as well. I, I do kind of agree with you, Liz, but we'll get into that. So a quick synopsis of this game is you are playing this creature. You're kind of a blob that kind of keeps possessing these bodies, but you keep rerunning over and over again. Every time you die, you end up going back to this prison cell where you take over a new body and you start all over again, usually with a different weapon, different pass. The roots just keep changing and the enemies are kind of varied a little bit, so... Every time you're running, it's going completely different, which is very typical for a rogue-like game. But you are basically trying to find a way up to the king and kind of try to uncover the mysteries a little bit of this island because this game really kind of drip-feeds you story a little bit. But overall, were you guys interested at all in the story of the lore of this game? Because I know it's it's very subtle because you have to kind of look at some things and it gives you a little bit of hints. It doesn't do these full, long text dialogues or anything like that. But were you guys interested at all in it? Um, honestly, I didn't really know there was a story until you asked me about it a bit ago just now (laughs) yeah basically um so i guess not but i mean sounds more interesting than i realized i guess yeah see i feel the same way and because andrew told us a little bit before we started more about the story which you uncover later on and i didn't really realize i knew there was something going on because if you you can hit right bumper at certain points and he'll like kind of like say something, but he doesn't give you like any idea of what he's talking about. Like, oh, these guys look just like me. It's a bunch of dead bodies, and it looks like he's laughing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. And it pops up quite quite a bit. And I was like, there's a, there's definitely something going on, but like I didn't get any of the story. See, I I think that's what drove me most with this game is I absolutely love the environment and the subtle hint of a story. Because we kind of talked about this a little bit with Slay the Spire, because Slay the Spire also has like a little bit of a story that it's like sprinkled in a little bit. But this game, I felt like, did a better job and made it more interesting and diverse, because like all the areas you go to are really cool, and every time you go to an area, it always has like some sort of text dialogue explaining what it is. So obviously, you first start off in like the prisons, and it talks about how like the prisons are over flooded with people, and then you end up like in the ossuary, and it explains how there's these terrible riots, and that's where they end up storing the bodies. So it really is like this dark time of wherever this island is 
And I thought it was really interesting to kind of figure out what the story was. Because, yeah, then you're going through a village and you see some people like ended up killing themselves and then some of them were being executed. So I don't know. I really liked the environment of this game and what it was like kind of drip feeding you to kind of figure out the puzzles of what's going on. I had to, in the end, go online and just look up the whole story because this game gets real hard real quick. You really have to grind. Yes. It's not a game that's, I mean, you can just beat really fast. But, like, talking about the environment, I thought they were great, the different areas that you go to. But you go to them over and over and over yeah. again. Like, looking at how many times we played the game, we were in the I was in the prison quarters 43 times. Well, you, you were start in there the 36 times. Yeah. yeah, I know. But I'm saying you were, like, if you go there 43 times, like, the environment is like, oh, yeah, it's really cool. All oh, the jokes are really funny. And then but 43 times later, it's like, okay, they should have switched up. Like, where you are a little bit. I, I guess, because it's not like the prison quarters change its palette at all. It is always the same Same enemies, enemies at the beginning, and then the next level, same enemies for the second level, and so on and so forth. Well, the second level can vary. Sometimes you're in the sewers, sometimes you're in the village. Like, that can vary, like, where you're going. If you go just... If you don't go to, like, the secret area where you can skip ahead, and you go the same way, it will be the same every time. Where you go and what enemies you're going to face. No, not necessarily. So yeah, you can switch it up. No, that's not how it works at all. There's two paths that branch off of the prison quarters. There's the toxic sewers and there's the promenade of the condemned. Is that what it is? And it kind of just randomly picks and chooses, I think. I think they might actually sometimes both be available to choose from, but... Neither of them is a secret But area. I mean, like, They're if you go to the packs. clock tower, you always go to... No, I'm talking, like, when after you beat the first one, you can go to, like, the, the promenade. And then if you go further, you can you can skip ahead. But if you are in the clock tower, you always go to the clock room. Yeah, but... Oh, but, boy. So, We're already, like, eight minutes in this episode. You guys are already fighting. Well, no, I'm, no he's record. right. He's right that <laughs> uh, you can bounce to different areas. But I'm saying, like, if you take the long route... And you go to every single one, you will have the same path. But there is and no longer. That's what I'm saying. What there is is that there's always two levels and then a boss. The two that you go to may vary, but there's no like skipping ahead. It's just two levels yeah, and a boss. Can, two levels yeah, and a boss. Yeah, you can skip. You can skip certain levels. What do you mean skip certain levels? I, so like, you can take different me. paths. Yeah, I'm very confused right now. So what I'm saying is that if you go the long route and you what, go what do you to mean each by the one, no, like you go to each of the levels. So like there's, I forget how many levels there are, but you know how there's like the promenade, there's the clock yes. tower, there's the clock room, there's the stilt village. There's some that you can skip over by going further and like bouncing ahead. But if you don't do that, like if you don't venture further and you just go to the first one, then you go to, you know what I mean? No. No. Cause, cause, what like he's saying, you always go to two biomes. You always do two biomes and then a boss. So you always start with the prison quarter. Then the second one always kind of varies, and then you end up going to the concierge, the boss. And then same with the next area. You go to two areas. Sometimes you pick. You can pick the ossuary, or you can pick the ramparts. And then the next one is generally either the clock tower, or it's like the ancient sewers or something like that. And then you go to another boss. You always go no, two biomes like, boss, two biomes boss. When you beat the boss. level, the ramparts are there, and then you can venture further and go to the ossuary. That's where you get to pick. Not one. Neither of them are longer or shorter, but it's kind of you're picking what you want to go to for the next biome. Because each I biome has specific enemies and specific no, blueprints. But you can, like, 
there is a specific path that you take each time unless you do go like the Oscar is the only time for me that it was different is if but, I pick that route if I didn't then I was on the same like the same path the, the entire time for each round right yeah I still don't but you're not skipping <laughs> anything I'm still very confused about this long route, short route There's thing. sometimes that you don't have to do every single level. Like, there were some that only, for instance, I did five instead of seven or something like that. What? You're, you're really confusing me. I played a lot of this game, and I've never seen it do anything other than two biomes and a boss, two biomes and a boss. Yeah. My original point was that you're going to the same places over and over again. Like, you go to the ramparts over and over again. Or you can pick the ossuary, but you're still going to the same places over and over and over again. I don't yeah. understand why that's hard to understand. I mean, it, okay. Long <laughs> story short. In the end, there's, like, ten biomes. Uh, granted, there's, like, kind of more, like, with some of the DLCs that come out and some But you're of the still going to the same ones over and over again. I don't I understand yes. why you're arguing with me about that. That you are going to go We're to the ossuary over and over don't, again. No, you are going to go to the ramparts over and over and over again. No. I know, no, I'm I... saying if you choose that, like you only have a certain <laughs> limited number of choices, and it is a grind. So you're constantly taking cells and putting them towards different things that benefit you for later on. But you're playing the game over and over and over and over again, and so you will play the same levels over and over and over and over again. You might choose the ossuary one time and the ramparts another time, but next time you're still going to have to choose between two of them. Yes. So why are you arguing with me? Because <laughs> I don't. We're just really confused by this short route, long route. You're always doing two biomes. If you pick the ramparts, you're not going to ever do the ossuary this run. If you pick the ossuary, you're never going to do the ramparts this run. You're you're picking your path, but not one's not shorter or longer than the other. They were for me. There were somewhere I did way more levels than other ones. So that's why I I guess I'm confused. It's because so anytime you enter a biome, it's completely procedurally generated, so it's completely random. You can't memorize it, and it literally is a maze. So it makes sense that sometimes you're like, oh, I did this super quick because you just got lucky. You took the right pass and boom, you found the exit. But then there's other times where you just were unlucky and you literally took every route but just didn't find the door. Because it's not like you have to do an objective in each biome. You just have to find the exit. So for for instance, when you get to like the concierge. Yes, the boss. When I would get there. There's sometimes where I would have to be more levels than other times. Like I would have more skills like because at the end of each run of a level, you get a skill that you can pick. So for, for ne- uh, necromancy, for instance. Oh, the mutations. Yes, the mutations. Every time you beat a level, you get mutations. There were some times that I got there and I had way more mutations than other times. So I don't know if it was something wrong with my game. They were just making me play extra levels. But there were times where I played way more levels than other times. If I went the ossuary route... I played way less levels. I felt like any time I got to the concierge, I only had two mutations. <laughs> okay, so maybe there's something wrong with my game. Because I'm like, I, I don't know wh- why that's different. <laughs> I feel like we've just confused so many people listening to this now, too. <laughs> so. Regardless. I do I mean, feel my like, point though, was valid. You play over well, and over again the same no, levels. So, so here's my whole thing. Anyways, you're explaining what a roguelike is. I mean, that's literally what the definition of what these games are is you play the same thing over and over and over and over again and the point of it is to grind out getting better and more stuff and also as you progress in the game i don't know how far of an extent it goes but playing with just so i think andrew mentioned when you beat the game you get what's called a stem cell and you 
can increase the difficulty. Playing on that extra difficulty, there's already immediately new mo- new monsters and new enemies to fight. So they do actually throw more at you as you play the game deeper. But every single time you play that level, it's going to be the same monsters, is what I was saying. Like, I wish that there was variation. Sure, but that's how every game is. I mean, like, at least, again, of a roguelike, at least. If this were were Borderlands, I'd be more upset about it. But it's a a roguelike. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. Well, it's very much... Yeah, so with a a roguelike, this game, as you've noticed, that it's timed... This game is specifically designed to kind of have speed runs and to compete with your friends. Same with Slay the Spire. Every time you went to first act, there was always certain monsters. So you already are semi-prepared as to what to expect. All right, I'm going to this biome. I know this monster, this monster, and this monster is going to be there. So you can be at least semi-prepared. You at least have a knowledge of the situation and you can kind of adjust your gameplay accordingly. If you kept going to a biome and it was just completely random monsters, there's no way you could plan ahead there's no way you could be like all right i want to get this skill because i'm going to be going against these monsters and it's good against these monsters same with like slay the spire when you're like building some of your cards out you're like oh this next act i'm going to be going against these kind of monsters i want something that's great at destroying shield so there has to be some sort of level of consistency well no i understand that but your point was that you're talking about how great the environments are that's all i said was that it got a little tedious after the 46th run. That's all I said. And you guys are like, you guys are explaining a roguelike. No. Like, dude, like, <laughs> I can have understand what you meant by short route, long route. Yeah, because I don't know what's going on with my game. <laughs> but there are sometimes I had so many skills that I didn't even know what to do with. We weren't arguing about the repetition. We just didn't understand what you meant by that. That's the my the whole point that I was making. I don't understand. I couldn't make it any clearer. I don't know. But uh, yeah, after forty six runs with the same enemies, the same environments, even if you can choose a different one every once in a while, guys, you're still gonna be playing the same levels over and over again. That's all I said was that I just want a little bit of variation with at least something. Well, maybe to make the halls look a little different. Maybe add add some story in while you're doing it. I don't know. Story. You just gotta find it. Well, the added variation, then, is your weapons. That's why they always kind of give you something random when you first start. Because well, no, it's supposed you to change to get the gameplay. The, you have to get the, the cells in order yes. to get a random one so you don't have junk at the beginning. Yes, you have to get the unlock to get better weapons to start with. Yes. But, I mean, that it's supposed to teach you to kind of try something new. Because this game has a vast, diverse range of weapons. I think they said over 50-something different weapons. Which did you guys ever get like certain weapons and you got to a certain level and you weren't you were finding crap and you just like started over? Yes. <laughs> I did that so many times. I there's some some levels that I could only find my least favorite bow and I couldn't find any of the items that like shoot stuff at the enemy and you can kinda like jump up and just let that do the work for you. I couldn't find anything that I liked and so whenever that happened, I'd get halfway through the game, I'd be like do I want to start over? And I would. <laughs> you know, but, no, that happened to me a good amount of times. So I'm just like, this is even worth it. Like, come I on. I got to the end and I did it. I was like, I'm done with this. This bow sucks. I can't do it anymore. I got to the end. Because that's how the game kind of like is. Like sometimes it gives you the, literally no new weapons. And there's also scrolls you can pick up to kind of upgrade your character a little bit, which gives you more health. And depending on some of the weapons, there's three categories of brutality, tactic, and survival. And basically, every weapon has a type of category that it's really good with. So a lot of swords are really good into brutality. So if you upgrade your brutality, the swords do better. So you got to kind of, like, build your character as you're progressing. But yeah, as Liz is saying, sometimes you're just given nothing. 
and I've gone through like two biomes and I haven't gotten a single scroll and I have like no health and it's like this is the worst run ever and I just quit. Even going to the store and buying the stuff they didn't have the options that I wanted so it wasn't even just like finding them and upgrading them. Like I just I couldn't I couldn't find them anywhere. Yeah. Even and I mean in the it was the same rooms. way with like Slay the Spire yeah. too. Like you'd play that game and it's like I am getting nothing. But there's like a certain combination that's like this perfect <laughs> and you can never get it again and it's so frustrating. See that's ex- that's exactly what I love about this game is no two runs are ever the same. I never quit any of them. I always played them through and really? sometimes they ended very quickly because yeah, I wasn't built for it. But no, I I always played them through because it was so much fun there were so many weapons and like so many combos that be like oh wait you know maybe i actually do want to start looking for this weapon because i actually gave it a shot and it was a ton of fun like i thought the sandals looked like the dumbest thing at first and i refused to play with them and then i realized how fun it was to just run around kicking enemies off of ledges and i was just having a blast of a run and then you get ones that have like cool uh, is it mutations what's what's the term they use for it modifiers there you go but yeah, you'd have ones that have a modifier that it's like, you know, when you'd kick, they'd throw out a wave of arrows. And so you were just a lethal unit of destruction. So I don't know. I just, I always played it out because I found it fun. So I always want to ask you guys, what was your, overall your favorite weapon combos? For me, I always loved having, I had two. I always loved either having frost arrows and then like daggers so I could freeze the enemies and just instantly take them out. Or my other favorite combo was just the crossbow. And whatever else I had, I just loved the crossbow because <laughs> the and crossbow would pull else. people into you, and then it would shoot five arrows. So it was basically a shotgun that pulled people in, and it was the greatest. Weapon. I struggled with that one. Oh, I loved it. I, there's something about it because I love the I love the bows, and I love the whip. The whip is kind of cool. The daggers yeah. w- were the easiest. Uh, the broad because you had mentioned the broadsword. Hated the broadsword. If you have freezing arrows, it's fine. Yeah. But it's still a pain in the butt. But it's honestly, fine. I like the items. I thought the items were more important to me. The ones that like would either trap or would just shoot things at the enemies while you could just like, you know. Deploy a turret. Yeah, that's that's the word, turret. Yeah, so you could go and drink a health <laughs> potion if you needed to. I saw a lot of your runs, Liz. And like a lot of them, you did just throw the turret and just sit there and watch and just have the turret <laughs> do all the work. Because I saw one of your runs, you were over like an hour and 20 minutes, but you were like, you were taking it nice and slow and you, you made it all the way to the end. But Well, it depends on like what, what the monsters are, because sometimes I'd throw it and fight. But yeah, you're right. There are some times where it's just like, especially if there's like six or seven enemies that are all together. And I'm just like, I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> the turret can do the work for me. That's what it's there for. See, I'm a. I was big on if I could always get myself one <clears throat> or one melee weapon and then one ranged weapon, and I'd usually stick to that. My preference for range, yeah, would typically be the same. Andrews, something in the ice family. I think it was the <laughs> was it the frost shards. That was a good one because it was just kind of like a spray in front of you. Yeah. I don't know if you got that one or not. I liked that one a lot. But yeah, then I would throw out yeah, like a blood sword was probably one of my favorites. I was I was a big big fan of that, but the blood yeah, sword was the, nice because it was fast, but it just it did no damage. No, but you it, had you, the pan right. <clears throat> yeah, the pan's great. I, see, I didn't get the pan, and I'm kind of bummed out about that. I I I think both of you actually got it, and I don't have it. Yep. But I do want Ever? that weapon. Yeah, I never got it. I've oh. uh, I've got quite a few guns. I like that multi knox bow. 
which I think that's the one that shoots like three at a time, but it's super powerful. So the damage is way more than like the ice bows and stuff. Which that's why I like the ice bows because they work on weaker enemies, but then you have the problem where it does no damage. Yeah. See, I what I love about this game is that there there really was only I think I, maybe I don't have the numbers fully right, but probably about seven or eight real weapons. I feel like you had like a sword, a hammers, you know, a bow, and then the bows, which the as a perfect example, will just have a bunch of modifiers really. So I, like I said, I just loved that every single thing I got was, it just forced me to play the game differently. Like sometimes I would get the infantry bow and that would do critical hits when I was up close. Or then sometimes I'd get the marksman bow and I'd get critical hits for range. So I don't know. I just thought it was a lot of fun that you always had a different way to play. But I also, like you Liz, did try to collect a lot of the turrets if I could. I think it was uh, the sinew slicer. That was my favorite one because it caused a bleed and it did a lot of damage. So I, I agree, Keith. I, I do like that this game really kind of made you come out of your shell and play things in a different way. Because I also, I don't know how much you guys tried, but the daily challenges. So as the title would suggest, every day they come up with these rooms that are, they're not procedurally generated. It is a set room with set enemies and set items. And it's basically just a fun way to, for you to kind of compete with your friends. But going through those rooms, like I found some really crazy items that I thought were really cool. And I wish I would actually unlock, like, I don't know how much you guys played it, but one of them was a giant whistle. You yes, literally and it blew has it. a fist and Yeah, a fist off. just kills the most powerful guy near you. And That's I was like, this thing's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, then there was one where you summoned a pet owl that actually would, like, go and attack people around you. It's like, man. I actually have that rune. I just haven't unlocked it yet. I'm pretty close. Uh, but yeah, I do have so, that like, one. This game has a really interesting, diverse set of weapons. Like, none of them I felt like were the same. I was never like, oh, I have the broadsword and, oh, the lance. It's probably the same thing. Everything felt like it really had its own pros and cons to it. And it just was interesting with its play style. But I'm curious, did you guys ever try the shields? I mean, like, no. yeah, the other guys ever mentioned the shields. The first thing I did that I upgraded with my cells was getting myself a random starter weapon and a random starting bow and that was where i started but i have not put a single cell into <laughs> the random shield so i just see that same regular piece of wood at every start of my run i didn't even notice those until andrew told me he's like you don't have to start with the rusty sword he's like what are you talking about i was putting my cells into like because there's different categories so i would just like skim i didn't actually like read them all and I was like, oh, I feel like an idiot. See, I feel like that's why you you probably had such a hard time with this game. I feel like you would have liked it better if you'd cut that earlier. Well, I wouldn't say, like, I it didn't make it harder because you find weapons right away. That's true. I mean, I don't think it makes the game hard. No, I guess you're right. But I kind of noticed with this game, like, I feel like shields are the thing you need to master if you really want to become good with this game. Because with the shields, you obviously block with damage that the enemy does but if you also time it right you parry the enemy which either knocks a projectile back at the enemy and does damage to them or it actually hits the enemy and damages them and a lot of the mutations you get at the end of level which are just random perks that you get for your character a lot of them were kind of working with shields like one of them every time you parried you like healed a significant portion of your health so it's like if you actually were good with the shields yeah which is quite a bit so if you're good with your shields like i feel like you could just really mess with this game especially when it comes to the boss fights because some of the boss fights some of the moves the boss do it's like near impossible to dodge and if you could just block those hits right back at the enemy i feel like 
the boss fights would be so much easier if you mastered that skill. But yeah, I tried the shield a handful of times and I was like, this is really hard. <laughs> Did you guys think that the daily challenges were, um, the enemies were crazy hard compared to yes. that? Because there was one, like I dropped down my first daily challenge. And if you go to the right, you immediately get bombarded with this guy. One hit takes half your health, and he has this um, thing that drags you. Oh, so yeah, and you so, did the daily challenge I did. Those guys were rough. Yeah, and then if you go to the left, you find him, but you have more... You can run back and kind of, like, prep yourself or whatever, but you start with a weapon that only does 190 damage, and you have this guy that takes, like, over half your health with one swing. And I'm just like... That's insane, because he had regular monsters there, too. But no matter which way you started, he was always there. <laughs> He's just well, you could pick. Boy. With the daily challenge, they give you two weapons you could pick. I think one was the blood sword, and the other one was... Like, but they're all around the same damage. Though. Yeah. It's not like they're going to give you a 900 option and a 100 option. You're going to choose the 100. But they were around that, that area. Well, what were you picking? I picked the blood sword, and I did fine. I did the, the pan, which uh, was 190 damage. And then my they kept giving me, like, fire bands, yeah. which is, like... Like what is it like ninety damage or something? It's very low. Yeah, and so I kept it getting is, but it's all like, about them dots. Ones. Yeah, but that's the point of like the daily challenge. It's it's not meant to be random. Like this is always going to be the same way. It's a way for you to improve your time and compete with your friends. Yeah. So there's a leaderboard at the end of it. Question actually, then, did you realize similar to Slay the Spire that you can build your own custom games, which I think you can then, not a hundred percent sure, but save and I think probably share with your friends. Because I know you can build your own custom games. I thought I heard that, but I never actually looked into it. I'm just not creative, so I never look for that stuff. Well, for what it's worth, is that, so hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Because it's right on the front page, and I have the game pulled up. Like, whenever a game has a map editor, and I always love playing people's creations. But it's like, for me, anytime I try to create something, I just get so frustrated. Like, uh, one of my good friends, he always loved playing Far Cry. Because Far Cry always had an amazing map editor. And he would just spend hours just creating these really elaborate maps. And anytime I play it, it's like, oh, man, these are really cool. Then I make a map and I literally just make like a four by four room with a disco ball. And I'm like, ooh, I'm creative. And it's like, no, nope, this I is I did a thing. <laughs> but speaking of disco balls, they have the legendary items in this, which is kind of awesome. When you... What? It looks like a disco ball. We, when oh. you fight the enemies, if you see a disco ball, I didn't know what this meant. Like a golden orb light thing, yeah. It, yeah, 100% looks like a disco ball, <laughs> by the way. And I was, I didn't know what it yeah. was, and I asked Andrew, and he's like, oh, if you kill all the enemies around it, you get a legendary item. So, definitely look out for that. It doesn't pop up very often, though. Okay. How does it not look like a disco ball I don't to you? Know. <laughs> I know. I, I can, was not I can, connecting those points together. I wasn't connecting it right away when you said it, but... Once you it's explain a giant it, yeah. Gold I, no, 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 no. I, in different I'm, directions. Not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you, Liz. I'm agreeing with you. I just didn't know what you were talking about at first. But yes, I Liz do. I do think it looks like a disco ball. What? You want to throw down tonight, Liz? Yes. Yeah, sh- I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to fight you on this one. I'm just saying. Isn't it kind of insulting to like the game developers to like? I mean, I get I I understand why they have it because it, it is fun to create your own things, but it's like obviously they're gonna do a way better job than like people just playing the game. So I wonder if anybody ever gets offended. Well, you think the developers do a better job than what people create? No, I'm like I'm saying like that's that's their job. So I wonder if they ever get offended because like it's kind of like a weird thing to have in a game. Like oh, you can create your own map, and it's like but like theirs are great. I kind of just don't see the appeal of it, I guess. Well, to me, think of it like Legos. Do you think the developers of Legos are upset that people create things? Like, 
they obviously have their own plans and stuff, but the whole purpose of it is that they create and give you this opportunity to stretch your own imagination. It's kind of like the same idea as that. These people have created a template for you, and hey, this is what we've done. Show us what you can do with what we've give you. That's true. And that's why there's like really cool games like Mario Maker or Minecraft, like where people can just be really creative. But another thing I think that is absolutely fantastic, speaking of the developers with this game, is, is the fact that the updates that have come out with this game since it's been launched, which I think it's been out for a little over half a year, but the updates they've come out with it have clearly just been like love letters to fans and have just been feedback from fans. So they came out with a whole expansion. It's kind of small, but it's called like Sleeping Giants, and it's a whole post game after you beat the game and after you've done a couple runs, you unlock certain runes where you can actually go to a whole nother area and you're fighting an undead giant. But then just recently, they actually came out with another expansion. Well, I wouldn't call it expansion. I guess just another patch called Who's the Boss? And we complained about this in another game. I do believe it was Quantum Break, where by the end of Quantum Break, you're fighting this boss with these random attacks and we had no idea how to defend against them. Because it's like it's a new mechanic that they literally just introduced with the boss. So this game first had that issue. And so the way the developers fixed that problem was that they created new enemies that have some of the skill sets that the boss will have. So you're already kind of preparing and go, oh, the boss is doing this. I remember the enemy doing that and I can try to counter it this way. So I think that's really clever that the developers did this. So you can actually practice and hone your skills before you get the actual boss. Yeah, I actually watched a little bit of the rec- the most recent developer video about this patch because I was curious, like, what they added and everything. It's them just kind of playing the game, it looks like. And they're actually pretty good at it, from what I can tell. I mean, I they're, hope they would be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I suppose. But there's always going to be people who are better than the people who developed it. I don't know. Oh, uh, definitely. But at least the developers, you know, developers. put, like, 100 hours. Yeah, no, but either way, it was it was, it was actually pretty entertaining to like watch them play. But yeah, all in all, I agree. From what it seems like, they actually do a really good job of keeping up with this game, which I think is cool. And it's, it's going to keep you coming back, or it's going to keep me coming back. So overall, what did you guys think of the art style of this game? So for me, like I generally like pixelated art, uh, but it can be kind of hit or miss. Especially with a fast-paced game, I feel like I don't care too much for pixelated art. Because there's a fine balance between it looking good and then it being too much and you don't know what's going on. Like, you don't know what projectiles are hitting you. Your character just died and you have no idea what just hit you because, like, so much is going on. But I actually felt like this game did a really good job at actually, like, displaying everything properly. I never felt like I was killed by something out of nowhere. I agree. I actually, I I really like the graphics. I like the artwork. I liked, I I was never confused. Like, I, I think they did a really good job. Yeah, I think it actually looks really nice. I think I like the way they layer things so there's somewhat of a 3D effect to the game. Even if it's not as good as like other games we've talked about where, you know, it's like kind of a living landscape. It at least has overlays to it that make it feel more alive, which I think is really cool when you're playing a 2D game. And for a pixelated game, it's it's like a fine pixelation, too. It's not blocky at all. So I think that's what I like about it. And... Yeah, no frame rate issues, which for sometimes you it's get very important for this of, game. <laughs> yeah, and you sometimes get a lot of action going on. You'll have like six or seven enemies that are coming after you, like birds flying around. You've got traps out. You're you know shooting arrows, so it's it does a lot and it does it holds up well. I think it's good. 
I feel like the movement kind of reminded me of Ori, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a 2D platform. I actually, I think I like the movement and like how like how you get around and stuff better in this game. Like there was something about it that I thought that I was missing from the Ori gameplay, which I thought was really weird. But I don't know. I think I like preferred this game because Ori was an amazing game. But yeah, I I mean this had a lot less skills to it, so I think that might have had something to do with it. I don't know, but it's it is very smooth and like yeah, there's just it's I think it it plays well. I like it. Did you guys notice the music at all in this game? I didn't. Eh. Oddly enough, it's I think it's another one of those games where it's like certainly didn't bother me, but largely I think it faded out of the background for me. Yeah, it, it, to me too. It, it, to me, it was kind of unremarkable. I, I turned it down quite a few times. Well, you got sick of it? Yeah, I got, I got oh. real sick of it. Yeah. I don't think it was bad, though. It's not that I, I hated it. But I also, like, I put a lot of hours into the game. Like, I really enjoyed the game. So I just, after a while, I just had to turn it down. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was actually points where I was playing this game and actually just had, like, Spotify on. But also, too, I think the game sound effects actually take over enough that you hear those more than the music. Yeah. I mean, this game you kind of need... You could probably get away without having the volume on, but I do feel like having the sound does help you a lot, especially when it comes to the enemies. It does a good job. Like You hear the sound that tele- that is telegraphing the enemy's attack. So I think it is kind of important to have volume with this game, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't turn it all the way down because you're right. Like, the green zombies, I, I don't know what they're called, but when they would, like, they would hunch their back. Like, no, that's the wrong word. They would like spring back and then spring forward. Yeah. And whenever they did that, they would start making a noise. So sometimes I didn't even know that they were there because I was fighting somebody else and I'd be like, oh crap, something else is coming. <laughs> so yeah, it actually is really beneficial to have the volume on. Yeah, I don't think I ever turned the sound effects off. And that's what I'm saying too, is like that they were louder, so the music never took over. Like the music was largely in the background. But I don't think it was very remarkable by any means either, no. Oh, I also want to say, too, like, I thought it was a little frustrating that there are certain abilities that you unlock later on. And so, especially when I first started playing, I was like, I know I can do something here, but I don't know what it is. Like, the grand, the, the ground slam, yep. things like that. So, I wish that you could, like, get those abilities from the get-go. Or, like, or at least, like, sooner. I feel like it took me a while to get a lot of the runes. I think I have, like, I think I have five right now. You have six. I didn't look to see how many Keith had, but... I just, like, sometimes I'm like, I know I can go up there, but I don't know how. See, I, I, I like that about this game because it's one of those things where you're really feeling the progression. Where, yeah, you keep seeing these things. And then eventually when you do get that rune, you're it's like, exciting. oh, sweet. Yeah, it's really exciting. And it actually opens a new biome for you. Because, like, the ossuary, you cannot get to the ossuary unless you have the teleportation rune. So getting these new runes is also opening new biomes for you to go and explore. Because now that you have the ground slam, you can go to the ancient sewer. Does that make it, like, Metroidvania-style? Yeah, a little bit, which I've seen some people describe this game as it, but I don't know. To me, like, I feel like it's loosely I wouldn't call it that myself, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying it has those kind of features, I guess. Yeah. But the thing we should really kind of warn everyone about is if you're an achievement hunter, you may want to avoid this game, because... At least for now. Yeah, at least for now. They'll fix it. Hopefully. I mean, they've been doing a good job updating the game, but... For the most part, unless you really want to soak in a lot of time in this game and master it, you're not going to thousand this game because 
You get an achievement every time you beat the game with one of the boss cells activated. And as soon as you have one boss cell activated, this game gets incredibly difficult really quick. So I've only been able to unlock one boss cell. And I can't even get past the concierge. It's just the difficulties just gets really, really steep. So there's obviously an achievement to beat it with all five boss cells active. And it's I can't even imagine how difficult that is. So don't expect a thousand this game. But then the other issue is the achievements aren't fully functional. Some of the achievements you do, you actually get. Like going to a certain area, it's like, oh, I entered the ramparts for the first time. Cool, I got that achievement. But then there was a time when I got to the final boss and I was getting achievements like, oh, defeat the final boss without taking any damage. But it's like, I haven't even started the fight. Then I got the achievement where I beat the game with five cells activated. And it's like, I I don't even have one cell. How did I get this achievement? So randomly, just anytime you were getting an achievement, it would just hand you a random one. It wasn't giving you the one that you're supposed to be unlocking. It would just give me a random one. And it's like, uh, okay. I didn't get any that I wasn't supposed to get. They just wouldn't give them to me. So there's at least four that I don't have that... I should have, but I didn't get any random ones to like uh, boost up my score. So I, I was looking at my score. I was I was kind of mad. <laughs> so I know they fixed it a little bit because I first played this game about a month ago before it came on Game Pass. Because I checked today and mine still weren't there. And then when we restarted this game, a couple achievements popped up. So it it ended up fixing itself where it gave me some of the achievements I was supposed to. But yeah, there's still some issues. But overall, though, so the game does drip feed you a little bit, but. I don't think it's anything too crazy. I mean, yeah, Keith, did you do you have our numbers? Um, so as far as achievements go, Liz, it wasn't last at three thirty as far Whomp as whomp. numbers go. But I'm missing oh, but at least four. Bad. That's true. I was trying and, to look at that too because I am curious. And I've been in second place the last three weeks, so I mean, being in last this week, I mean, I guess I can get over it. <laughs> it's fair. Uh, Andrew came in second with 440, and I beat you at 460. Oh my, are you serious? So you literally got one more achievement than me? Well, and the thing is, is honestly, goodness knows if that really even counts, because yeah, Yeah. I definitely got a few achievements that didn't add up at all. Um, As far as stats, though, see, this kind of bothers me. Also, because I'm pretty sure I played after I last saw this number. The stats on so, Xbox were all wrong for me. Well, it, I guess I shouldn't talk about them then. Well, because I just I looked at the stats on the game itself, and they varied from Xbox, and my Xbox one was way behind. So, I mean, I don't know if it's still like that, but I checked like a couple hours ago. Oh, uh, so maybe so. I guess yeah, maybe Xbox is a little bit behind. But I was gonna say Liz beat us both on Total Monsters Killed, forty two ninety two. 3968 and Andrew with 1772. Did you even play this game? Yeah, that's definitely not right. No, yeah, because I looked up Andrew's on, on the game and his were higher. Mine were still higher, but I, I don't trust those either because the game's clearly having issues. But... And so you can't trust the achievements and you can't trust the stats. Sad. I don't know. I mean, I think you can trust the in-game stats, but when it comes to the Xbox Club one, I don't think you can trust those. So who had the most deaths? Let's let's. Oh, see, mine has said thirty six total for me. You were thirty five, and I was fifty four. <laughs> Sweet, I had the least deaths by one. Sweet. Yeah, but in all fairness, I played this game for like two weeks. You guys played it for like one. Yeah. <laughs> I I was ahead of you guys on this game. So, gonna go our final thoughts, Keith. Why don't you tell everyone what did you think of Dead Cells? So, started it out. It's a game. 
still a game i like this game it's just awesome it's one of those games too barely certain if you just quit out of it it will literally start you exactly right back where you were when you quit out at least it does i did checkpoint. that <laughs> yeah so like i love that about a game so as much as it's hard to put down because it's always just like eh, one more run couldn't hurt it if you have to put it down in a hurry, you can come back and not worry about it. But that being said, it's just, I don't know. It checks all my boxes of addicting type of games. It drip feeds you. It uh, You actually feel like you're gaining things. I played way too much of it. 92? Wow. You're yeah. really good as a high score. So for me, this is definitely a game as well. I think it's a lot of fun. It's really kind of simple and... It's one of those games that's easy to pick up, but it's really hard to master. But this game does, it's its a constant carrot on a stick because it, it's just constantly trying to motivate you to get better by giving you random weapons to kind of try different play styles. And then we actually didn't mention this, but every time you complete a biome, there's generally two doors, one for how many enemies did you kill without getting hit? And then there's also a speed one. Did you beat the biome in a certain amount of time? When you open these, you get rewarded. So this game's always just constantly trying to motivate you to do better. And that's one thing I really liked about this game. But with that being said, I also think this game is very frustrating. There's a couple times where I feel like I'm doing so well, and then I just lose, and it just sends you back to the prison. And as Liz is kind of saying, like, some of the scenarios, like, some of the biomes, it kind of gets a little repetitive seeing. So after a while, after a hard loss, I'm kind of like, eh, I'm done. Like, say the Spire, I always felt like was kind of like, ah, man, another run, let's do another run. This one, after a while, is kind of like, all right, I need to take a break. But overall, I think it's a very fun game, and it's it's a nice, easy pickup. For me, this is this is a solid 80. Yeah, I was really torn with what to give it, because I really enjoyed the game at the beginning. But I do feel like I got burnt out. I, 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 don't, know, I don't even know how many hours I put into it. I put in a lot of hours. But towards the end, they really don't give you much story at the point that I was at. And there were certain things yeah, You really that, have to work for it. Yeah, you really, really have to work for it. You really have to grind. And if you're just getting, like, game after game after game of crappy weapons, and you're just holding out, hoping, like, that you get a good bow... Like, I feel like there was times where I'd play, like, six games, and I'd be like, okay, why can't I find one good weapon? And then it would happen. I'd get, like, that burst of energy again and be like, yeah, I'm into the game again. But then it's like, oh, I died. And sometimes it would, like, catch, like, it would sneak up on you. Like, you'd be like, oh, I'm half health. And then you come across a, a monster you've never had before and you're like, oh, man, I died. <laughs> and so it's, like, it's it's devastating. So I feel like I, I'm going to be, like, generous and give it an 88. But I do think that they need more, they need more newness to it. Like, new, like more areas or something. I don't know. I just thought that it was just so repetitive, and I like repetitive. That's the weird <laughs> thing about this. It's like, I love repetitive, and with this game, I was just like, oh my gosh, if I see this room one more time, I'm going to lose it. So I was just going to say, it's kind of funny. I, I don't know if it was because I got lucky. I at least played a bunch before this update came out, and then the update came out. So I feel like I saw a lot of newness, and that's one of the things I think I like most about this game. Because I actually saw, like, played it a little before them adding the new enemies, before they added the new items and stuff. So, I don't know. I think it's cool. I mean, it didn't feel that way for the first, like, like 10 hours that you play it. I mean, I, I think it's just that if you play this game a lot, which you have to do. So after, like, a couple, like, days of playing it, you're like, oh my word. But I think we're all in the kind of area of Metacritic. The, uh, for Xbox, the critics gave it 91, user score 8.2. And for the Xbox reviews, there was only one negative review, 
someone gave it a zero, but it was in French. And I tried to translate it, but I, uh, I failed. So I went and looked at, like, some PC ones. And a lot of people, there were some complaints about, like, it being pixeled. It's a pixel game. I think it's weird. Yeah, a lot of people were like, just look at pictures and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you don't like pixel games, I mean, I don't think it deserves a zero because it's Yeah, it's, it's an art style choice. Just but, don't play it. <laughs> uh, some people were complaining about how it is very grindy, but it's not a fun kind of grindy. And then someone wrote, you're meant to die so many times to progress, and that that takes away control from the player. And... He thinks that that's crappy for a game to do. So. That's, that's literally kind of the definition of a roguelike. So, I know, yeah. but that, I'm just, these <laughs> yeah. are the main complaints from from the users. So for me, like that's just kind of like the general vibe of people who were giving it negative scores. I don't look at the positive ones because I mean, I mean, it, there's some great stuff to the game. I'm just like I like looking at the negative ones. I don't know why. Um, They're generally the loud, way the more fun. They and, really are, though. Yeah, they're they're sometimes really funny. So those are kind of like the general complaints, the the most frequent complaints. And a lot of people were calling it Metroidvania, which we discussed earlier. But I it was called that so many times, and I ended up having to ask Andrew. I was like, "What does this mean?" <laughs> so yeah, it's just like one of your favorites, titles. Tomb Raider. I don't know why I said it like that, Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tomb Raider would be considered a Metroidvania type of game. Kind of already forget what it means again. <laughs> So, if this game ended up getting taken off of Game Pass, full retail, this game's 25 bucks. Would you guys buy this game for that price? Heck yeah. I'd prefer 20 just because, eh, just like the rounder number, but yeah. Because <laughs> I really want that $5. But no, I actually would hey. pay 25 bucks for this game, too. I, I think it's it's quick, easy, and fun. I actually think I would probably enjoy this game on a Switch. Yeah, I was actually thinking that because I saw the, the Switch reviews as well, and I was like, this would actually be really good on Switch. I would definitely pay 25 um, I know I sound kind of negative earlier, but it is like, it took me a long time to get to that point. And I just had so much fun with the game, the fighting style, the movement, it was very fluid. And yeah, I put a lot of hours into it. I definitely got, I got $25 worth in that. Yeah, so if you're listening to this episode when this game's no longer on Game Pass, you still might want to give it a look. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If not, please feel free to write us. Tell us uh, any way we can improve or tell us things that you did like. You can contact us at Twitter at GPGBpod. We're also on Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag. Or you can send us a direct email at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. We also have an Xbox Live Club called gpgb pals which fun fact we first were uh, thinking about naming our podcast game pass pals so we ended up just putting it as the xbox club so a little fun fact for you but uh we actually haven't had a listener request in a while so uh if anyone has any requests of any games you want us to talk about and discuss please feel free to uh send us a message we'd uh, love to check it out but i think that's gonna do it for us i have been your hardcore gamer host andrew you can follow me on xbox live at firebird 0152 where i have a mixer with the same name and a twitter handle with the same name so if you ever want to try to compare achievements with me please follow me or join our xbox live club because i always love having a challenge oh and i am keith forever and always on twitter keith lynch 121 and xbox more importantly little fluffy and mixer under the same name and yeah join our club it's i think it's like you have to ask to join but we promise we'll let you in so don't don't be afraid to ask well we only like cool it people just doesn't it, it just doesn't let me make it open but you're you're all welcome i promise <laughs> 
And I'm Liz Gamer Tag Kamaram Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob. Noob is E W. Alrighty, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. We really hope you come listen to us again next week. Bye. Oh crap! I haven't been recording. Thank mm-hmm. you.